This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button for auto downloads and make sure you leave a five-star review as it really helps the show grow. Before we get into today's topic, some of the biggest steals I think are there to be had in the draft, I wanted to tell you about something really cool Odyssey is going to be doing. Odyssey is doing something special for this year's NFL Draft. Brian Baldinger, Jason LaConfora hosting the 2023 Odyssey Draft Show. You can join them on the first night of the draft as they talk with local experts from Odyssey podcasts from around the country. Leading up to the draft and the few more precious days we have, you can check out Baldy's podcast in the huddle for his expert prospect breakdowns. The draft show starts Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and you can listen on the free Odyssey app and watch on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. All right, there's been so much made, especially on this pod, about the top 10 picks in the draft, and and rightfully so. It's going to be an absolutely fascinating first 10 picks in this year's draft, and it's extremely unpredictable, something you don't often see in the first 10 picks. I mean, there could be 20 different players that go in the top 10. I mean, there are just a ton of unknowns heading into the draft. But the other thing we do know, something that is not unknown, is that every year in the draft, there are players that go later than they should that turn into absolute steals. Guys that are great value later on in the draft that fall for a number of reasons, whether it's they're a little older than people want to see, whether it's that they have a bad workout or a bad pre-draft process. Um, Maybe they played in a small division. Maybe they played on a bad team and their skills weren't really able to be highlighted. But we do know there are going to be players that are drafted this year that three years from now, two years from now, even four weeks into next season, we'll be sitting here and going, how did this guy fall all the way to where he did? And I think that's especially possible in this year's draft with so much unknown. So today I wanted to get into some of the players I think can be big time steals for teams. Not going to go in the top 10, might not even go in the first round. I mean, some of these guys might go in the fourth round, the fifth round, the third round. These are going to be mid round type of guys, maybe one or two cracks the, the, the first round. But ultimately, these are guys you don't hear a lot about. But I think come come football time, come NFL time, we could be hearing quite a bit about them because I think they're really good players and I think they're being undervalued in this year's draft. For me, number one is Will McDonald, the edge out of Iowa State. 
First, he has, like, what I don't get about him is why why is he viewed as such a later round prospect? You look at him physically, right? Six foot four, 239 pounds, has the type of body you want to see in today's uh, edge rushers, right? Tall, long arms, not six six, but but he's still, you know, he's not six one. He's not stout. Like, he has a long body. He's an electric first step. He's great around the edge, which is something is so crucial for being an edge rusher. I think sometimes in college you see guys win with power. Will McDonald wins with speed, and that's going to be great for him at the next level because these big offensive tackles are going to have trouble getting his getting their hands on him because he's so good at getting around, bending, and staying up, and then regaining to get to the quarterback. And you could see that in college. I mean, he attacks offensive tackles with a plan, and he's someone that comes to the NFL with a lot of really good pass rush moves, and that's backed up by the fact that he had 34 sacks in 48 games. Now, He's a little older. He's 23 now. He'll be 24 by the time the season starts. So he's not 21. He's not 22, right? Like he is older than other prospects, which is why he played the 48 games. But 34 sacks in 48 games is nothing to be looked past. Um, What I like about him too is he can rush standing up or he can rush with his hand in, in his ground. He's athletic enough if he needed to play some linebacker, do the drop back and coverage thing that some teams do with their outside linebackers in a 3-4 defense, he can do some of that. I mean, it's not ideal. You want him going forward, not backwards. But I do think he has an ability to do it. Um, And again, what I said, all-around great athlete. In high school, he played football, basketball, baseball, and he even threw the discus. So he checks every box to me of somebody that's being undervalued. Great athlete, tons of production, perfect body for the position, but he's probably because he's a little bit older. He's going to drop. You know, you could see him at the end of the first round, maybe somewhere in the second round, but I think he's able to come in next year and be an instant impact off the edge. And if you can be an instant impact off the edge, you're going to be a rookie that gets a ton of uh, of attention, a ton of instant recognition. And I think Will McDonald out of Iowa State could be that guy. The next uh, player I think is going to end up being a steal Keely Ringo, the cornerback out of Georgia, six foot two, 210 pounds, viewed as a second, third round type pick. Coming into this past year of college football, he was viewed as maybe a top 10 pick. He was viewed as one of the best cornerbacks in, in college football, one of the best defensive players in college football. And you can see why with his just unreal athleticism. According to Pro Football Focus, he clocked in a speed of 23 and a half miles per hour during his pre-draft workouts. And to put that into context, the fastest ball carrier in the NFL last year. So the player, whether it was, you know, a running back, tight end, uh, quarterback, uh, you know, defensive player that made an interception, the fastest tracked ball carrier in the NFL last season was 22 miles an hour. So a mile and a half faster than anybody else in the NFL that had the ball last year. And I'm going to go ahead and guess no offense or defensive lineman got anywhere near that either. So he could come into the NFL and make the case he might be the fastest player. I mean, again, Tyreek Hill, also not in there, Uh, not faster than 23 and a half miles per hour. So Keely Ringo, great size, strong, physical, elite speed. He has all the physical traits to be a great corner. I also think he has the mentality. Again, the number one corner on Georgia's defense. He played in the SEC. He went against great receivers. He's been on an elite defense and knows the kind of pressure it takes to be that number one outside corner. I think with corners, so much of it is the mentality. Can they can they put up with the fact that they just got beat? Will they go into every snap matched up against anybody and think that they can win it? And I think Keely Ringo has that. I really do. So needs coached up a little bit, has trouble tracking the ball in the air, probably needs some... Uh, you know, stuff with his mechanics done, his technique, but you can coach that. And I think Keely Ringo has something not many corners have, which is just elite, elite, elite physical traits. So Keely Ringo, I think will end up being a steal if he can end up in the right spot with the right coaching staff. 
Another corner I think could end up being a, a real big steal is Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. Six foot, 180 pounds, projected to go in the second round. He seems to be a below, below those guys like Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, you know, I, I think that he's being undervalued. So we just talked about Keely Ringo, who's a great athlete, not great ball skills. Emmanuel Forbes has unbelievable uh, ball skills. He is so good at tracking it. He is so good at, you know, when the ball's coming his way, adjusting to it in the air. He's great at jumping routes. And you can see that in 13 interceptions over three seasons, right? I mean, he's a guy that makes plays on the football when he has a chance. One, one scouting report that I read mentioned he'd be perfect in a Vic Fangio-style defense. And that's great news for him because in today's NFL, a lot of teams run that. There's a lot of Vic Fangio disciples around the NFL. And Emmanuel Ford seemed perfect to step right in and uh, and do that. Now, so he can play a zone type if you need him, but also excellent in man coverage. He's long enough. He can jump high to make the play a play on the football. As, as I said, 13 interceptions in three seasons. Bit of a thin frame, which is probably why he's going to drop. But frankly, a lot of receivers in today's NFL undersized too, if you look at it. I mean, Devontae Smith, Tyreek Hill, like Justin Jefferson isn't super big. So I think the position itself, the receivers are starting to get a little smaller. Uh, You know, a downside, the scouting tape mentioned he will freelance. And as part of that, that's how, you know, again, he jumps a lot of routes. That's how you get a lot of those interceptions. But the downside of that is he can be beat. But Emmanuel Forbes to me, Great, uh, you know, great, like, again, undersized, but six foot, super fast, great, great ability to jump and is just excellent at making plays on the football. 13 interceptions in three seasons, do not lie, uh, out of Mississippi State. So I think he's going to end up being a steal wherever he gets taken. The next one for me is Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. He is great at one thing, and that one thing he's great at is absolutely crucial in today's NFL. You can line him up in the slot and just tell him to go down the field, and he will make big plays. If you look at what he did last year in Tennessee, just over 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, he averaged a whopping 19 yards per reception last year. That's right, 19 yards per reception. And how did he do it? He ran a ton of vertical routes from the slot. That's exactly what I think a a team, if you're looking for a slot receiver, that's what you want out of that position. You want somebody to stretch the field, bring the safety with them over the top, potentially even, you know, get the attention of two defenders, and then you open the middle of the field wide open. Today's NFL is a big play league, and Hyatt has the potential to to be that. Six foot, 180 pounds. He put up his best game of the season against probably the best team they played. 207 yards, five touchdowns versus Alabama. Big-time players make big-time plays and big-time games. It's a it's a motto I live by when it comes to the draft, and Hyatt did that. Hyatt absolutely showed up against Alabama. Needs to work on his route tree. He Again, right now, he pretty much just goes fast down the field. But if you get him with the right coaching staff, much like Akili Ringo, if you get him with guys that can develop him, teach him the, co- the, the route tree, get his technique more developed, he could be one of the best, you know, big play threats in the entire NFL. Where will he go? I mean, look, some people think end of the first. I've seen him as far as the third. But I think he's being undervalued when you look at the receivers in this draft. I think he has as much big play potential as almost any of the receivers uh, that are going to be drafted. The last one I'll say is uh, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, the running back. Um, What I like about him is he's just incredibly consistent, great vision, super smart with the football. He's not one of those running backs that you see dance around in the backfield. He averaged... uh, let me get this here, 195 carries for 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns, a bell, you know, bell cow type running back, somebody that you can just give it to, and he can be your number one. Like I said, great at reading uh, the field, doesn't bounce around, good size, 
physical runner, hard to bring down. And what I like about him is he has better hands than some of the running other running backs in this draft. There's this draft, there's a lot of running backs that are just, you know, between the tackles, one cut guys. He also has ability to make plays out of the backfield as a receiver. I think it was underutilized uh, during his time as U- at UCLA. 7.3 yards per catch on 37 catches. He can be a three-down back. He can pass block, he can run, and he can catch. That you know, Again, that's what you're looking for, right? That Guys that don't have to come off the field. Guys that are running back, it's not predictable what they're going to do when they go out there. And defenses can say, all right, he's back there. We don't have to worry about him as a catcher. Or he's back there. We know they're not handing it off to him. Zach Charbonnet has the potential to be a three-down back. He's projected to go pretty late, um, again, fourth, fifth round, somewhere along those lines. I think in the right offense, like if he could land in a Buffalo or a Kansas City, I think he could be really good right away and put up big numbers. So those are five players I think are going to be steals in this year's draft. Like I said at the top, Top 10 players, that is plenty unknown there, but we always know there's going to be steals. And in this year's draft with so much uncertainty, I think you're going to see a lot more late round contributors than you normally do in most NFL drafts. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear, and I'll talk to you guys next time.